Welcome to episode 14 of A Tale of Two Singles. In this episode, we are bringing back the five guys to give their opinions on meek and mild ladies and how they would like to see Christian dating change. We also, after demands, bring back <laughs> courting chaos and um, one of us comes off better than the other in this one, I think. <laughs> it's not bright for me, guys, but it's okay. So we hope that you enjoy. Here it goes. One, two, three, woo! Hello? Hello. Hey, we're on. Yay. This is so exciting. We are recording this on a brand new microphone sent to us by one Yay. of our amazing listeners. Thank you so much. This was honestly an incredible surprise gift and yeah. we are unbelievably thankful. So thankful. And we hope that we sound like uber profesh, yeah. podcaster extraordinaires. Yeah. Now that we have the official equipment, it means you guys really are stuck with us for the foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> we can't quit now. Someone bought us a mic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. You've got to invest. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so it's very exciting. We yeah. have so a massive shout out to whoever bought us this microphone. Yeah, thank you. We are honestly so humbled and grateful. Yeah, we are. Thank you so much. Um, and we have another exciting oh, announcement. We do. This is actually so incredible. So um, we've had so many emails from you guys and we're so thankful and really great encouragements. But I think one that's been really exciting <laughs> is that um, we actually had a message from a couple telling us that we played a pivotal role in their dating success. Yes. The podcast, <laughs> A Tale of Two Singles, has... Made love happen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I could have worded that, I admit, better. A little bit better. <laughs> Sorry about that. Basically, what I wanted to say is we are essentially now Fred from First Dates, bringing people together. Yeah, the dream has happened because we offer to set people up, yeah. but apparently people don't need to be set up. We are they just, just have to listen to us. They just have to listen to us and they are dating and that's what we've been asking people to do is dare to date, <laughs> do it well. So yes. well done guys. So they have offered to come on the podcast and maybe for our season finale we'll have a success story, story on. Who knows? Yeah, I know. That would be so great, wouldn't it? It would. Um, <laughs> I can't get over that. I said we made love. <laughs> but everyone knows what I meant. So, yeah. happy days. There we go. Wonderful. Um, we had loads of really encouraging feedback about the last episode with John yeah. Um, And people, yeah, saying that they really appreciated how we talked about sex unawkwardly. Yeah. So I'm like super proud. I, yeah, I think that you should actually take that because a lot of people have said how well you did that interview, given that you were not feeling particularly confident about asking and doing that. But you did it really well. And people genuinely have given great feedback on your interviewing skills. So... Move over, John. Nope. What's he called? <laughs> Graham Norton. <laughs> Graham Norton. Graham Norton. If you want a co-host, Here sorry Geraldine, but I am available. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also had loads of great feedback about episode twelve, which was part one of yeah, what of guys the, really think. The guys, yeah. Which we're continuing. So really appreciated all your feedback. I had one piece of feedback that I found particularly hilarious. 
Um, I just want to play to everyone now. Yeah, no, you did get a lot of um, audio feedback. Yeah, I love a voice one. note. If anyone ever wants to send me a voice note, always welcome. Okay, you ready? Yes. Listening to the podcast, I'm six minutes in and I'm already. I, I, this is so annoying. It's so annoying. Why don't guys talk about girls? <laughs> like, how much time have we wasted talking about guys who aren't even talking about us? Oh, that's infuriating. <laughs> I just love that so much because so I hadn't even considered being annoyed about the fact yeah. that people weren't talking about me and then I was like oh should I be annoyed yeah no I hadn't thought about that but I kind of love it it is just very hilarious that I think it's a reality that we probably knew I think girls do chat a little bit more than guys but I love that the reaction of that is so good yeah I love to get a proper emotional yeah. response it means we're doing something right if we've made someone angry I know. so now guys we're not going to talk about you anymore <laughs> yeah just so you know forget it yeah. <laughs> apart from for the next two episodes that we yeah. do involving you because we will be discussing what you say yes <laughs> and before we get to the guys yeah um the other piece of feedback comment that i got that i just found so encouraging was someone message saying that actually through this podcast we're helping to kind of change the yeah. idea and the culture around singleness and showing that actually you can really enjoy your single life which lots of us who are single know that but i think for younger people who kind of think oh no if I don't get married it'll be awful like we have a role to play in actually when we really are enjoying our single life sharing that with people and just showing that actually you can have a really fulfilled great life as a single person I think that's true because I think actually there's a lot of like press around singleness when it's difficult and that's spoken about but there are some really great moments as well which is what we also want to be doing in this podcast but I think what we want to do is encourage you guys if you are single, to be um, celebrating it well. And let's just like paint a good picture of it. I mean, there are struggles. We're not denying that there's struggles with being single at times, but let's like really promote the good moments and mm-hmm. like share it. Let's give it a good press as well. Yeah, this um, person who messaged in said that she's just going to start like every time she's out with her single friends having fun, which obviously is limited circumstances right now, but still happens. Mm, Just like Instagramming that and showing actually for her younger friends who are also single that being single and 30 can be great. Yeah, that's, you know what I was just thinking we should do is we should start a hashtag. So if anyone can think of a good hashtag that'd be catchy and helpful for this, let us know. And then we could just like literally promote it. Let's change the culture. Yeah, let's do it. Great. And on that note... (laughs) we have part two of what guys really think coming up so in this episode we asked the guys two more questions we asked them um what they think about um the idea that women christian women the ideal christian women in the church should be meek and mild Mm -hmm. is that something they're looking for and we also asked them how they would like to see christian dating change and i think hopefully you'll agree that their answers are really interesting very intriguing and diverse yeah diverse and interesting we loved it yeah so should we should we get going yeah here we go enjoy it guys enjoy (laughs) (laughs) is there a christian ideal amongst you and all your friends surrounding women being meek and mild uh it's it's different for all of us i i think yeah no i I definitely know i think that there is to some extent because i think I think one of the downsides of the way that we've had some teaching on, um, I guess, headship or marriage has led to some people thinking that that means that women need to be sort of meek and mild. And therefore, that's how you should, that's some of the qualities you should look out for in a woman. 
and them being like dismissive and using all these words that we don't like to use. <laughs> um, and, and I think that the consequence of that, yeah, has led to, I guess, men subconsciously looking out for women who would have some of those traits. I think that there's a negative side of it that has been enforced by the teaching that we've had about sort of headship and marriage. But I'm not saying it's a bad quality in itself. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think that we can be looking for the wrong thing if we're not careful. Ooh. Meek and mild. Can you define what, is, what, what meek and mild looks like? So we're kind of taking that from like the ideal of like women being quiet, gentle spirits, maybe a bit submissive. I think I would be wrong in saying that that is never spoken about or kind of maybe even joked about. Mm -hmm. But I think when it comes to, I guess, the extreme view of it, I don't think most guys that I know want a woman who's just like a kind of like super submissive like quiet like you're mm -hmm. you're my wife and that's your your role mm -hmm. i think there's most of the guys that i speak to about stuff like this they want somebody who is who's going to be a, a team player who's going to partner mm -hmm. up and who um will like want to honor god and serve god together in a maybe shared calling or whatever that looks like but i feel like that would be so boring to have somebody who's just like, <laughs> like not wanting to go after stuff i'm not entirely sure what meek means i mean i know it's a word that's in the bible a lot and in christmas carols but i'm not sure how i would whether i would identify someone as meek and mild i get yeah um or like you know the gentle and quiet spirit that's pleasing to the lord Interesting. I've never really thought about that, to be honest. Um, probably not. No, I would look for someone who's sort of as confident and independently assured of their themselves, their relationship with God as I am. I wouldn't want a you know more meek or submissive person. <laughs> that wouldn't be something I would personally be attracted to. I don't know. Great. Yeah. Some of us are meek and mild. Yeah. Some of us. If everyone says yes to that, some of us are screwed. <laughs> So how would you like to see Christian dating change? Oh, um, yeah, I think in my church experience, it's definitely been, uh, hey, you should just date the person that you think you're going to marry. And if you can't see yourself marrying them, don't date them, which, yeah, puts so much pressure. <laughs> Geraldine's shaking her head. Um, <laughs> so much pressure. Yeah. So I think we could definitely... Just chill a bit, you know, mm -hmm. just chill and enjoy dating, not as something that's over-spiritualized. I think uh, churches tend to over-spiritualize it as though it's, you know, a sacrament almost, but it's not in the Bible. And being um, a structure made up by the secular world, I think the secular world actually un understands it better and we can learn from them that it's a way of getting to know someone. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. It's interesting as well because I think in Britain we have a stereotype that Australians are all super chill. So the fact that it's not chill in Australia, it's not yeah. chill in Australia, it can't be chill anywhere. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just even more asked, oh, even more pressure in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's Maybe why we, we cry all the time. Yeah, it's dark over here. But you're welcome. <laughs> So it doesn't rain, it's just people's tears. 
<laughs> Christians across the country. Yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> a disastrous dating world. <laughs> How would you like to see Christian dating change? I think it would be great if we had more of a, I guess, casual way of seeing dating. In that, I think there doesn't need to be as much pressure on the first date. Yeah, it makes it harder for people to take that step. And I, do, I think we just need more honesty in relationships and friendships and being like, I really like hanging out with you. You're a great person. Um, let's just spend more time, time together. But I think you obviously you need, I think you need to be clear because sometimes I think some of the problems I've seen is when people aren't clear and they start hanging out a bit more, but then they don't actually say um, where the relationship is at. So I think we yeah. just need to be honest with like saying this, like we're dating, but like it's not, we're getting married <laughs> um, yeah. and we need to somehow get to that place yeah. and I don't know how we change that because I feel like in church contexts you don't really speak about it as much or mm. and it's just be within your friendships and then there's not many spaces where guys and girls would actually talk about dating in general yeah. so I don't know how you actually change the culture because of the fact there aren't many spaces we actually talk about it but it's great that that we have like podcasts like this um, yeah, <laughs> we're going to change the entire culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can change the whole culture. Yeah. Um, no pressure. I think, yeah, we just need to change the culture to make people mm. be able to enjoy casual dating. I think a big problem I had at university, and I think you probably discussed this already, is, is, is the whole people getting matched off and matched together. And uh, all of a sudden, dates become a massive deal. You go on a date and therefore... Yeah. I heard someone once after date number, I imagine it was number three or four. I said, how's it going? And they said, oh, I just can't see myself marrying them. And I was like, that's because you've been on four dates with them. What's going on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I think, yeah, just an easing of pressure on mm -hmm. dating would be yeah. brilliant. Um, I think that I'd, a, more, a more chilled out approach to people going on dates and also a very much that's totally their business and none of my business. I'm not going to encourage it. I'm not going to, um, okay, well, obviously discourage it if you think it's unhealthy, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to determine whether mm. what my friend's feelings are for this person. Um, mm. And I'm just going to let it happen naturally because in the secular world, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And uh, if you meet someone and they say, how's it going? Yeah, we've been on a few dates. It's cool. I'm still getting to know them. Great. And then a few weeks later, you say, how's it going? Oh, yeah, we, we, we decided it wasn't really working and uh, we both moved on. Great. So let's have that in the church then, please, rather than, um, <laughs> you know, really. And also, if, you know, if I, was, if I was seeing somebody for a couple of months, my friends wouldn't be, you know, starting to research my stag do and things like this. So <laughs> it just it wouldn't happen. It's just, not, yeah. it's just not what they do. And I think that um, it's all about removing the pressure for the people involved. And also, mm -hmm. we're all adults, right? It's yeah. no one's business what our feelings are until we tell our friends how we're feeling and confide in them. Uh, but until then, they should, you shouldn't be putting pressure on people to invest in relationships or, or be with people they, they shouldn't be with, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how, if you would like to see it change, how would you like to see Christian dating change? Ooh, um, I think I'd like to see dating talked about a bit more. Uh, it's interesting that you say that most people, most of the, or the guys that you've spoken to haven't spoken about girls that they fancy at church. I would like to see it talked about more amongst mm -hmm. guys. Um, and just in the church, the Bible isn't very clear about dating, but what the Bible is clear about is loving in the church. Um, mm -hmm. And 
love being patient and kind and not dishonoring and not being self-seeking. And I think if we can change our view on dating and doing it in an honoring way, then I think that could help to change the culture where it can be slightly more of a, it can be slightly easier to take people on dates when um, we're more honoring to each other, when we do that in a way that is honoring. And we, and we together, guys and girls, we figure out what does that look like. Yeah. Um, and I think in the secular world, the kind of physical side of relationships is, is just expected. Um, and it's kind of used as a tool to figure out like if this person's the, the right partner for me. And I think that idea has, has kind of slipped into the Christian circle of dating a little bit in terms of, I don't, I don't know if it's kind of unexpected to be kissing somebody on after a couple dates, but something like that, if we were to take out the physical side of dating within the Christian circle and take it to the extreme and say like, maybe until engagement, you don't kiss somebody, how much easier would that make it um, to, to honor them well as you date and as you get to know them Mm. Um, but then also how much easier is it going to make if it doesn't work out, if it's not right between you and that mm. person, it, it just means that you, I think it will mean being friends with them afterwards will be okay because you know them now better as a friend and yeah. you've not lost in, entered into that physical arena. And I think for like, even when it comes to kissing, using that as almost like a privilege of commitment rather than a tool to figure out if this person is right for us um and like that's exactly what our view on sex should be like sex is a privilege of marriage um whereas it's used again especially in the secular culture as that tool to figure out if it's right and so mm -hmm. i think there needs to be kind of a mindset shift of how can we date in a way that's honoring to ourselves and our relationship with god but also to that person and their relationship with god and like our lives should look different to our secular friends and colleagues and so dating should as well how would you like to see Christian dating change? Christian dating is, is, I think the thing that has to change is, is that it has to be Christian dating. Mm. I think I know that the, the, when you uh, find someone attractive and he or she is not a Christian, then yeah, will become difficult. But when you're going to look for only Christian girls or only Christian boys, I think it's, you're gonna miss the point of love in, in mm. that but it's yeah i'm not really looking for uh specifically a christian girl or woman mm. to be honest so it, <laughs> I, I don't do christian dating <laughs> so yeah. to you yeah. to you what would christian dating be if not dating a christian like what is christian dating i think uh, yeah well if if it it's if it's dating as a christian Mm -hmm. It's not doing one night stands, I guess. Uh, they'll have uh, a kind of moral, yeah, moral and standards, I think. Though not uh, not going too quick with things or just taking it um, taking it slow, I guess. Yeah, the, no, yeah, just the, just the, the 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 morals and the standards that you don't find commonly with non-christian people people on tinder i guess yeah mm -hmm. so what did you think of that any points that came out from those answers yeah so i found it really interesting actually just how diverse the opinions were especially to 
the second question. Yes. But what I found really encouraging from the first answer was that actually, even though a lot of the guys accepted that that was a bit of a thing that is kind of talked about and maybe seen as really a very great value for women to be meek and mild within the church, that actually that wasn't what they were looking for and that people were more looking for someone to be, you know, a strong person with their own opinions and ideas and passions. And I think that's so encouraging because sometimes we can feel like we need to be like little wallflowers in order for someone to like us. And actually that's not who God has created a lot of us to be. Yeah. So that was encouraging. That was really encouraging actually. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to know that <laughs> that perhaps more traditional viewpoint, which I think you could tell in my voice during the questioning that I didn't agree with, <laughs> is not necessarily being pushed. Because I think our culture is different as well these mm. days and we have to recognise that. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I really liked is um, someone saying actually to be much more chilled out in dating, but then having that caution of like, which we've talked about before, just being really open and having clarity so that we don't get into those friendships that are really awkward where we don't know, are we dating? Are we just friends? What's going on? And then we don't want to ask because we don't want to seem like we're really desperate. But actually just having that encouragement that let's date, but let's be honest about how we're feeling about we yeah are. I actually thought that was really helpful as well because we like I think most people have been in a situation at one point where you're dating but it's never really clear if you stop dating if you're continuing or like yeah we just need to keep mm-hmm. that honesty I like that that was brought up yeah and I also loved um that quite a lot of them it felt like they were saying is there needs to be less pressure in dating which again is what we have been saying the whole time is that that would be a really great thing to see changed within the culture of church dating Mm. i also like that someone you know implied that maybe we could change the culture yes don't want to call ourselves you know world changers but we've already brought a couple together so (laughs) one thing at a time yeah that's it i know we're absolutely naming it who knew that this podcast would do that after our first night with the bottle of wine yeah i feel like just on a very quick side note so many people have listened to the first episode and they haven't all continued on to the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, etc. episodes. And I feel like we're just getting better and better. So if yeah. any of your friends have listened to the first episode and said, oh, don't think this is for us. Um, encourage them. Yeah, encourage them that that was fueled by... A lot of wine. And like fear of lockdown. And yes. now we're fueled by an actual passion to yeah, change the to world. to change things. Yeah, just a little segue. Segue. Yeah, what else did you find? You've written some notes. Yeah, I have. I also, with my great hand drawing as well, um, <laughs> I also... <laughs> I feel like there needs to be an explanation of know, that. Yeah. But basically, while we were editing this, I was doing the like practical editing. Geraldine was giving lots of great opinions, but she was also drawing her my hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better keep busy. <laughs> um, so I, what I find intriguing as well is... Um, not to allow friendships or the opinions of others on your relationships to be a huge thing. So like Mm. if you are friends with a guy and people think, oh, maybe you should be dating, but you don't feel it, allowing yourself to be pushed into that perhaps in an unhealthy way when actually that's not something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because it was quite contrary to what we were hearing in episode 13 about like bringing the community into... dating dating relationships and I think they're both like really valid but I think it's like actually an encouragement for you to ask other people for their opinions if you have like questions and doubts or if you just want to be accountable to people but not letting other people give their uh, just push their opinion on you and force you into feeling pressure that you shouldn't yeah yeah exactly to be like dating someone that you don't necessarily want to date or equally (laughs) feel like someone is pressuring you to break up with someone when you are not 
Like, that's not the right thing or for you. Or feeling like you need to get engaged <laughs> yeah. when you've only been on five dates. Yeah. No, don't, we wouldn't recommend that unless no. it, you're very... Very sure. Very, very sure. There was two very different, differing views at the end there. What did you think about yeah. that? About kind of the, yeah, is Christian dating, does it need to be with Christians versus actually having boundaries and kissing and things being more of a privilege than mm. a means of working out what you want? So I think... um this is the this was really intriguing to me because I think to a degree maybe it would be helpful to not necessarily use the physical elements of a relationship to be like the marker of like whether it's going to be continuing or not but I think that the physicality in a relationship is really important as well mm. like um I think that that can really help a relationship grow and develop but I like the idea of seeing it more as like a commitment to the person rather than like an expected thing like you you, this just has to happen because that's just has to happen but being like actually let's use it as something to express how we're feeling Mm -hmm. in a kind of positive way rather than perhaps having it as like a like an opportunity to just kind of have a good kiss yeah yeah and as like as an opportunity to express what you're feeling as opposed to work out yes what you're feeling yeah yeah perhaps yeah interesting it was Mm. like we'd be really interested to hear your views on everything that's been said because actually every person we interviewed just had such interesting fascinating things to say and such really obviously valid and good opinions Mm. um but also different opinions and we love that yeah and that's what we want to be bringing so I found it really interesting yeah absolutely because I just I also found it really interesting to think that dating like Christian dating does that actually have to mean dating a christian Mm. is that the only realms that christian dating can take place yeah and and that question that he said of like or the comment he made of just looking for a christian today are we missing the point of love yes that was a very profound question yeah i thought that was like because actually the pressure that we put on dating and getting married within church do we actually miss the point of love do we actually miss what it is because there's that pressure to have that marriage and you've missed the whole point of that connection in the intimacy that love should bring. Yeah. I know. It's a lot of deep questions. I know, yeah. So much to ponder. <laughs> We're running short Absolutely. of time and yeah. I've had some messages bring back court and chaos. <laughs> So we're going to bring it back. We are going to bring it back in absolute style. Charity, <laughs> over to you. So um, I do not, in episode two, a story happened and I did not come out well in it. And since then, I think I've come across better. And I just want to say, <laughs> turns out we're going back. We're going back. To episode two. And um, actually, I haven't changed at all. No, she's not. <laughs> to the detriment of other people. <laughs> so I um, recently went on a date. <laughs> And it was a bit of a travel, so um, <laughs> I asked Sarah for, like, potential areas, because she'd been in this area recently, and she was like, great, I've got a wonderful <laughs> recommendation for you. This is where you should go on a date. And I was like, wonderful. So I was messaging this guy, and we were like, this is a great place to meet. In my defence, I didn't know you were going to go with completely blind faith 
to somewhere I'd been once and just think that I was right. Yeah, but you said it was really great. You raved about it so much. And you there's like, there's a cafe, there's all of these things. And I, was I like, had a great time. This sounds wonderful. What a great, like, because like, it would be an outdoor date. You get to walk. First time meeting the guy in person as well. So I was like, great, let's do this. Wonderful, right? And then I message. So I'm like, I've put it in. I've said to this guy really confidently, let's go here. My friends recommended it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm away visiting my sister and I suddenly get into a massive panic of like, oh my gosh, she's going on a date with a guy that we don't really know. Yeah. Into like a wood. Yeah. So this in the is middle a, of nowhere. This is the thing. Sarah sent me to a wood. So then I was like, oh no, what if she dies? So then I was texting being like, send me a pin to exactly where you are. I'm going to be checking my phone. It's on loud. Yeah. Well, so right. I'm driving up there confidently to this address that you sent me. Never been before. And I drive up and I was like, where on earth has she sent me? What is this guy going to think of me? And where... Like, I have literally no idea where I am. And I'm just driving into the middle of a wood, basically. <laughs> it's like, the middle of nowhere. So, like, I like I got out and this guy was there waiting. And I was just like, I've literally got no idea. And I messaged you. I think I messaged you. And I was like, Sarah, where on earth have you sent me? This is shocking. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out the whole yeah. day. But, I mean, it wasn't a total disaster. It, we made it work in the end. But, like, the moral of the story is, if someone recommends a date place to you, don't trust them if it's Sarah. <laughs> do some background research. <laughs> yeah, do some background research. I was, research. I felt like I recovered myself and was a good friend. I was like, you make sure that he knows I know exactly where you are. I know what he looks like. I know his name. I know the city in which he lives. <laughs> yeah. I will find him if he I will. You. I'll go, like, Liam Neeson on him. <laughs> But yeah, no. So um, that was a bit of a court and chaos story. Like, don't go to a blind date with no blind, like, with not knowing where you're going. Yeah. So... Maybe do a city. Don't mm. go to a wood would be my recommendation for a first date. Go somewhere where there's a cafe, a pub, something. Don't go to a random wood in the middle of a place you've never been before. I, ha- I haven't. Yeah, I don't. I'm really sorry. I felt very bad at the time. I feel bad still, but you're alive. He's yeah, I am alive. alive. So it all works. It's out. a story. Yeah. <laughs> we have another little mini story which I found really sweet, which is oh yeah, like a throwback to the story you had about the boy who gave you chocolates. Yeah. When you were young. oh my goodness, yeah, when I was very young, that happened. You in the bin. So this story, and um, this is from the couple actually. So the guy of the two of them who are now together thanks I would say to us they would say to us um, he says I bought Valentine's Day presents for the same girl every year in primary school I left them on her door but never had the confidence to declare they were for me Aww. her name was Becky <laughs> and she went out with my friend James in year 7 I was pro- heartbroken I've had a love-hate relationship with hot girls ever since <laughs> and then he says that was until I met my now girlfriend now it's hate hate oh <laughs> Jokes, it's love, love. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So, oh, a little primary school heartache. Yeah, it happens. We can bounce back from it as well. Yeah, we can doing. bounce back from it. But not by going on a date in a desert. In a wood. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Guys, honestly. I'm so, uh, Safety first. I, yeah. I'm just always saying that I'm dangerous. Imagine if that had been me on that date. You wouldn't have even thought about it. You wouldn't have known. I would just be in a wood on my own. <laughs> Absolutely nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Not ideal. Um, anyway, guys, we've digressed. Yeah, we have. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we have enjoyed listening again. And do give us more opinions on what these 
and guys have said to us because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. And we want to hear viewpoints. We do. So you can email, as always, a tale of two singles at gmail.com. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at a tale of two singles. You can follow us on Facebook at a tale of two singles. You can give us a review. Yeah. You can on Apple Podcasts or Facebook, or maybe there's other places you can review us that I don't know about. Um, just tell people yeah share us with your friends we've yeah. had some great emails from like friends of friends of friends yeah which I'm is so that. lovely thank you so yeah thank you guys so much for being in touch thank you for listening and don't judge me for my terrible dating <laughs> advice <laughs> yeah i'm just getting over it now <laughs> bye, bye.